1: Hey guys, welcome to Breaking the Fourth Wall. It's Chris Fristala here with you once again. And I'll tell you what, right now, I'm excited. I'm truly, truly excited. I've got to admit, when I was a young, young lad, I got into my grandparents' Betamax collection. Yes, I said Betamax. And I discovered a movie called Meatballs. And during my young, impressionable mind watching that movie... I fell in love with a character. Total teenage crush, and today I get to fulfill that little boy's dream because I'm sitting here talking to Christine De Bell. Christine, how you doing today?
0: <laughs> That's such a cute story. <laughs> Except, wait a minute, the Betamax part. The, I, 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 uh, what? My, you know, seriously, it came out. My grandfather
1: had beta? a. My grandfather had a room that was filled with bootleg Betamax tapes. He he had a bad oh, habit of recording, like renting movies from like, well, most people would recognize Blockbuster, but it was called Errol's Video out here in Philadelphia. Yeah,
0: right, exactly.
1: And yeah. he, he had two VCRs, so that way he could record the movies and then return them. Um, and...
0: <laughs> okay, right, exactly. Okay, I got it. Yeah, that's why they put on there. Do not... Copy this or do not read. Yeah, yeah,
2: whatever. That's awesome. So yeah,
0: I'm like Betamax. I don't even know if I know it. I, okay, I do remember the word.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was I was worried about telling that story too because of like the way the way I said it's like my young impressionable mind discovered a Betamax and it's like uh oh, you know, and then no, and then dude, no, it was great. And then, and then admitting like a childhood crush, it's like, oh, here we go. Yeah, but no, uh, I'm thrilled to well, have you here, Christine. I must Christine.
0: tell you, I'm. I thank you, but I must tell you that happens a lot. <laughs> I I go to the horse races a lot, right? Because okay. I used to, I raised my guys on a thoroughbred farm, left to ride, raised racehorses, um, and so you know, I don't have the farm anymore. But I'm out here. My friends involved with racing, so you know, we go to the track together. So she's in this racing uh, thing, like a, you know, racing club, little red feather it's called. Okay. And um, so the guy who's ahead of it, I've known her for years, years. But one, a week ago, oh no, maybe it was a few months ago now, but we're sitting there and it's only us. It's my friend, myself and he. And, he. and um, so Mary says to me, you know, did you ever tell him that you were like, about meatballs and are about you or something about your movies and he goes what and I think I was in a couple of movies you know list meatballs and all of a sudden he freezes it was like he goes oh my god wait wait he goes oh my god I think I'm breaking out into a sweat he goes oh, it was like I, I'm having a moment I get he he said which character and I said AL, he goes oh my yeah so he had the biggest crush on me when he was he goes <laughs> You were my childhood crush. He goes, wait a minute. We've known each other for two years. You couldn't lead with that? <laughs> no, I could.
1: I could tell you. I could tell you. I had three major crushes growing up, especially during the time where y- young boys become young men. And of course, that was Carrie Fisher because I was a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, Me too. Uh, you, of course, as, as I stated from from discovering meatballs and. Uh, uh, Samantha from Who's the Boss? Because we were the same age. <laughs> Alyssa Milano. That's
0: funny. Oh yeah, yeah, Alyssa. Mo- yeah, okay. Wow, that's great. Because we were the that's same age. Too funny. <laughs> so she was the one that was most that's likely. So great. Yeah. Oh wow.
1: Uh, spoiler I for people. Had a... yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No. Go ahead. I
2: was oh. just. I was just Are gonna say spoiler.
1: I was just going to say, spoilers for people who may not know my personal life. No, I never hooked up with Alyssa Milano.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, Meatballs is just like, you know, it's just like this little movie. It just has a huge... I did a a signing a few years ago in in New um, New Jersey, Chiller, and people came dressed in character. Like, one guy told me that he became a counselor because of Meatballs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, at least he didn't say it was because of Friday the Thirteenth or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, true. That would have been bad. It, it does
1: raise one question. Oh, on no! It's something I've always wanted to ask the cast of, of the original Meatballs, and since you're the first person I ever got to speak to from from the original Meatballs, I'll definitely ask you. They did do a sequel that was really different from the original movie. How did you guys feel about that? Like, did you did you see Meatballs too? And like, did you think?
0: Yeah. No. No, you know, it wasn't the same people. I mean, it was a totally different. It's to my understanding. I never saw them. They were, you know, uh, but I never saw them. I don't know what, when did they come out. I was like too busy. I was just like, uh, I don't know. I what year did this did this, did this second Meatballs come out?
1: Oh, I'm I'm not sure, but I definitely know it was during the uh whole entire like ET craze. So I would I would say at least like 83, 84 maybe Yeah, and... maybe. <laughs> I just remember they I just remember they 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 brought it back where everybody goes to a camp, you know, and stuff not the not the original characters obviously. But then all of a sudden a space alien And his family come down to Earth to drop him off the summer camp so he can meet friends. And the movie spent spent all the, 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 the campers that know about this alien guy trying to hide him from the camp counselors.
0: Oh, well, that doesn't sound so hard, but wasn't the, the next one then? Was it sort of launchy, a third, possibly? How did they get away with doing two and three when it absolutely t- – are you allowed to do that Just say, oh? I mean, someone couldn't say, well, Star Wars is a huge franchise, but they just can't go out and make a Star Wars star- – uh,
1: How – we- I, I
0: can't answer
1: this question. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine the writers or, or the studio that produced it said, it's okay, go ahead, you know, but – I, oh, I, I right, don't really exactly. Know.
0: It could have been, yeah, 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 right. It could have been the same studio. They pitched, oh, we're going to do a Meatball 2, but we're going to do this. And they're like, oh, wow, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Meatball 3. Oh, yeah, great idea. No, no, and no.
1: But I, always, I always wanted well, that because, cause like I said, number two and, and, like you pointed out, number three were complete departures of the original. You know, as far as like the feel of it, and like, like a, I didn't hate two, I, I don't remember three. That, that I guess that tells you how great that is. I didn't hate two, yeah. I thought it was a cute little kids' movie, but that's what it felt like a kids' movie instead of what you know, Meatballs was.
0: Right, a coming of age,
1: really, right. You know, um, but different. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: But different, thinking of other coming-of-age films. It's, it's a little different in that it was a comedy because some coming-of-age coming films aren't exactly funny. I mean, they can be, but it's not... I don't know. But, yeah, I, you know what? I If it's about an alien, I might have wanted to see folks too, then.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love aliens. I, you know, fantasy adventure, obviously huge Star Wars. Not,
1: nice. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. the... The, the the thing is is I'm going through I'm going through your your uh wikipedia page uh, your filmography and you know I, I do notice that a lot of you and you've been in a lot of different films um I notice a lot of them at least at least from title alone and I'm just looking at films I'm not even going into the, into like television yet um you've done a lot of dramas and comedies are those are those your normal choices
0: well, the thing is, I wouldn't say I made a choice. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I I just auditioned. I went on. I auditioned for for uh, Raging Bull. I didn't get that part. she? Uh, right. Right. Um, Kathy Mariarty One of uh, was. What, did she win that? Yes, she did. Yeah. I mean, so I was just going on audition. So, and I was lucky enough, you know, or for whatever reason. I mean, the I know that an interesting side story which I mean, obviously I may have told uh, but <laughs> not to your your listeners right is that I auditioned for and won the part of the you know the the big brawl the Jackie Chan to play his girlfriend in that his first American film Raymond Chow and I was in a, uh, someone was driving and I they were in an accident it wasn't me driving but I hit the windshield and so I I, I had a a scar on my eyebrow it, or a cut and it had to heal and they waited I mean, it's like, what? I, I think back, and it's, it just seems to me, it's uh, interesting. I didn't think I was that big of a star. I mean, they could have just recast the part and gotten somebody else.
1: That is awesome but that they, they did that, though. My,
0: yeah. Isn't that crazy?
1: That is really cool. Uh, especially because, yeah, then, then again, thinking about it, if it's the crew that normally works with Jackie Tan, they're probably used to waiting for him to heal. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> since, since that man but does do his I own stunts. I have to die
0: and fall, I guess. I mean he did his hands may have been sore and shacked and, you know, wearing the wraps and stuff, but the guy never falls. He's the most athletic person I think I've ever met.
1: <laughs> Still is, from what I understand.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah.
1: Now I'm I'm laughing because now now that I've worked my way down to uh uh to television, one thing stuck out in my mind. So I've gotta ask this 'cause it was my it, growing up again, it was one of my favorite T V shows. You were in Night Court. Yeah.
0: yeah 1984,
1: really you played a character called Jennifer Black.
0: Black. Yeah, that was so fun. That was such I, a fun... No! I've got to hear about Black, this. Was, <laughs> no, the, the thing... I mean, Harry was great. And, you know, John LaRocque, I knew he was dating a friend of mine at the time. and um, But the cast was great. I had never seen the show. But here's what was different about it for me. Well, number one, being I have a theater background doing TV anyway, it was kind of weird, but it was taped. There was a live taping on Friday night. So okay. there was an audience. So That's you a- rehearse all week, and then they taped the show, but they tape it in front of an audience, so it's not that canned laughter. Or maybe that still gets added in. I'm not sure, but you know how they used to joke about they had canned laughter. Right. A lot of those, that they added the laugh, just in case you weren't going to do it, I guess. Well, um, will you bring... yeah. So, so. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no. So the thing is that sorry, uh, this is what happened: is that you we rehearsed all week, and then f- we we rehearsed the show Friday morning, and then we go to dinner, and we're going to go do the show live. And the writers came in and said, "Yeah, we don't really like the opening scene. Can you um? Here's here's what we want you to do." So I had to spend my dinner re-learning the entire opening scene. You know, I mean. The scene that, yeah, where the guy's interviewing me, right? Right. What was his name? You know, I'm on a, the panel or whatever, and that's where we meet, With the scene where we meet in the very beginning. Okay. Yeah, so I had to, it's like, what? Yeah. Here, just, you know, memorize well, this. We're going to change it. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, you know, of course I did, but whatever. It just, you know, thinking back, it's like, Holy crap, oh yeah let me reword this something I've
1: done the same for the entire week, and i'm going
0: to change it up well you you, you Actually,
1: bring soap with that you you bring up an interesting point that a lot of my listeners uh who who might be uh younger audience may not realize or under or, or understand is that a lot of t v back in the eighties and and especially be- uh before the eighties was performed in front of a live studio audience, and even myself like i I watch t v shows like that. Um, but I've always wondered, and I know I've seen like outtakes of like, say for the sake of argument, home improvements where they would do the live studio audience, but they always showed bloopers and outtakes of screwing up lines and everything. And everybody had to reset and the audience had to act like the joke was, you know, fresh, like it was the first time and all. Did they do that with Night Court or any of the, the live uh, live performance shows that you were on, or was it literally one take? No, no, no,
0: I, what, that, no, 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 that was the first, that was the first live one that I had ever done.
2: Okay. okay. And then I never
0: did another one after, so that was the first, that's what I mean, it was like crazy, it's like, wait a minute, there's an audience? <laughs> what? And uh, I'm doing this for an audience? Because it's like if it's just a camera, you're not quite so nervous. But if there are actually people, it's like, oh my god, I've got to go bite my nails. No, I'm teasing. I don't bite my nails. <laughs>
2: um,
0: so, but yeah, there was there are shows, and I I know I've heard of shows, right? Like you have. Oh, they were taped in front of a live audience. I never saw Home Improvement, so I didn't know about that. But but it was my first experience doing something in front of a live. I mean, alive. I mean, not my first experience, obviously. As I said, I did theater, so it wasn't. But you know what I mean, right? I'll remember the first time I did a TV show. (laughs) It was, yeah. It's like just understanding the difference between being on stage and having to learn to make that transition to television. Then when I went back, when I went back to the theater, the guy said, "You know, you're upstaging yourself." I said, "Just move the damn camera!" No.
2: Well, yeah,
0: I, camera.
1: I yeah. definitely got to dive into the to the theater things. That's something I did not know about you. Um, that you do have a theater background, and you know, truth be told, uh, a lot of actors, you know that I that I know have theater background or or came from a theater background uh, right. that I've ever watched interviews and all that for. They actually prefer the theater to to. Movies and television. Would you would you say you're you're about the same, or there's no difference, or I, it's a complete different? No, experience um, no,
0: no, 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 no. It's, it's a completely different experience. But I couldn't say that I liked one or the other more. I mean, it was just so interesting coming from. I did Summerstock. You know, I was a singer. Okay, I've told this story. I'm sorry, I was a singer. I studied voice for years in high school, and I got a part in, in ninth grade. And you know, they were doing the sound music you know, one of the little girls, Martha. Okay. And that year, this, this summer stock Theater, which is actually very well-known in upstate New York now, came to my hometown. And so their last performance was the Sound of Music. So My mother takes me down there, and, you know, I sang, and they're like, wow, your voice is way too mature to play a young girl. But, you know, you can be the naughty posture. But looking back, I'm sure, you know, I ended up having small parts in and then I spent the next four years of high school doing summer summer stock theater but it was theater in the round right, right. it was a round stage with entrances all around so hence why can't you just move the camera because then on stage like I wasn't you know I had done summer theater in the round so then you go onto a stage and there is you know stage right stage left and I'm like okay and then there's upstaging yourself it's like so So that in a sense was relearning because that was you know I I had gone from doing theater in the round to television which is and and film and the difference there i would say is it's so it, it's almost you're introverted in a way it's so different in that theater you you have to project and you're this very big character and and film and television you're very small it's like everything is in an eyebrow or a look or a it's just not the it's it's very different
1: i uh, i've you know what um i i i interviewed a a nice guest who who has a background in in stand-up comedy. And when her and I were having our interview and having a little back-and-forth banter, uh, she had stated that she thought that I should try an open mic night in uh, stand-up comedy. And I told her, you know what, I've done pro wrestling, I was a musician, but for some reason standing up on a stage by myself with just a microphone, I would probably freeze. And i got to be honest, sitting there thinking about it, I don't know if I could do theater either.
0: Dude, dude, me too. I want to do stand up comedy now. People think I'm so funny, but it's like, (laughs) and I even wrote a comedy routine, but it's like, I can't imagine it's so scary standing up there. And then this kid that I know that was, you know, I would see with the comedy. So I told me, I can be a writer. I said, I don't need a writer. I have this stuff. It's like, and then Mrs. Nazel got me started. It's like, well, she's standing up and just talking about, you know, changing friggin' diapers. No, I'm just teasing. But, um, so, but the thing is, is that what he said, it's like, he, it's like being an actor in that you memorize your routine. But uh, I, still, it's the scariest thing. I, well, I, I mean, think I,
1: the, the memorization is why I'm scared of, like, the stage. You know, like like theater or something, because I, you know, when I was a kid, my my mother always said I would probably wind up in acting because I memorize every movie I watch, you know, line for line. But you know, I I never thought of myself being an actor. But I mean, I I I have the ability to to play off of other people for my comedy. Um, so I imagine if I if I learned a routine, I would be fine with it. But I think I would freeze up the first time a joke didn't land.
0: Yeah. No, I get it And everybody's like, oh, everybody failed You go to an open mic night, you do your jokes And I'm thinking, mine aren't really jokes It's like telling stories, you know, from kids or this Or like driving it right now It's like, you know, anyway So, yeah, no, I totally get it (laughs) I'll never do it, probably Well, Oh, come on, so. Oh, but wait a minute No, so a friend of mine said, I went to see this, I'm not going to say who, but I went to see this actress do some stand-up, and I was like, wow, she's not not that funny. And then a friend of mine who also knows her said, but she's so funny in person, I'm like, oh my God, there you go, that's why I shouldn't be doing it, because people think I'm funny, so thereby I won't be funny if I do (laughs) stand-up.
1: That makes sense to me, but the the the, the lead up to it was uh, with with the uh, on stage performances and, and it kind of plays into what I was talking about when you did the live studio audience with Nycourt and asking if they were one take or or if they would like if, if a, a flub happened or whatever be like cut okay reset do it again with stage you don't have that luxury how did you prepare yourself to go out on stage to to perform whatever it is whether you were singing or delivering oh uh, dude,
0: I. I, it's, uh, thankfully, I had spent a year on a soap opera where you had to memorize 11 pages of dialogue a night and memorization is like a muscle. I think when you start to use it and maybe I should start working on that muscle again. No, I'm just teasing. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just short term memory. You know what I mean? No. So, um, anyway, so I, I was on the soap for almost a year and that was it. And I cried all the time and, well, that's not what you were asking. So, thereby, I did a play. I did. Um. Um. I played Blanche DuBois in Streetcar. and um. And so, uh, talk about wordy. So, I don't know. You just memorize it, and it's. Pr- I think it's practice makes perfect. If it, I'm not mistaken,
1: for people that are interested in looking and and looking, uh, Mister Bell up. Uh, when she mentioned the soap opera, I know there's some soap opera fans out there. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Young and the Restless, correct?
0: Yes, the Young and the Restless. And what's interesting is it it was also in the 80s because I have a... William Bell gave everybody a bell. The date on it is 1982, I think, or three. But it's falling down to the bottom of my... Because I guess it, be, it becomes archived. And it's like, Jesus, can't you just leave it with the date that it was? It's like archive I had to ask that question. It's so silly. Now it looks like some people that don't know or don't research, they're like, "Oh, so you started on a soap?" It's like, "Uh, no, <laughs> no, it didn't start on a soap." Well, wouldn't do that because who we know.
1: Well, the thing the thing is is that I think I think uh, soap opera actors deal with a lot of things that I think uh, I used as I stated. I used to be an independent professional wrestler. Um. For, for many many years And one of the things I always dealt with As a wrestler Was the stigma That wrestling is fake You know um, That people slam well, All the time But there are two
0: kinds Like my son Is a huge wrestling fan One of my boys There's two of them actually Right but, they, but there is the WWE And then there's the Right I mean there aren't There's two There's real wrestling And then there's the The You know The What's the guy's name Who's now the mayor of
1: <laughs> Oh yeah Kane <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that—that's where I was going to go with is that, uh, you know, I know soap operas have the have a very similar stigma. Obviously, not about being real or fake, but I mean, uh, a lot of o- operas, especially during the uh, the the '70s and '80s, were—I don't want to say hammy, but people over-delivered their lines sometimes. You know, I, I know that held a stigma. So when when I, I I got to imagine a lot of soap opera actors and actresses who may have moved on beyond soap operas, or people like Susan Lucci who spent her whole pretty much her whole career in soap operas, they must deal with that all the oh, time. A lot of
0: actors, it, uh, a lot of actors got their start soap.
1: But I mean, I, I imagine they all had to deal with that stigma. It's like, well, can you really act though? Because I mean, you kind of chewed the scenes here. Yeah, that's
2: ideal.
0: <laughs> Well, I don't think... So. I, I, I mean, as an actor, I, I don't think... I mean, th- that, that that plays a role when you're auditioning. It's like, you know, actors do... They go on silks and they do their job. Then they go to a, a film and do their job. And then they go... It's just about auditioning and characters and, and who plays that character best, right?
1: Right. Well, I don't... I, I,
0: I, I, I don't, I don't see, I guess because I've been in the business, I kind of don't see it as a stigma. Except for possibly, like you said, Delucius just stays and doesn't ever, she becomes, uh, she's on soap so long that, you know, she just does Lifetime on her break or something, a Lifetime movie maybe. Right. But, but for a lot of actors, it's a, a, a way to start out or it's, you know, you're on there a few times or you have a reoccurring role, but you do other things as well. And, and then and, like that
1: stigma doesn't exist. And, and understand, uh, to, to the listeners, understand I'm not picking on soap operas. I, I I can hear my soap opera fans now. Dude, he's picking on it saying they're they're overacted and no, I'm not. I'm literally not. I was I was actually at, there was a question involved with it was that did right, did right, any right. did you I, ever uh, deal with the stigma moving beyond soap operas where people are like but yeah.
0: No, and I just answered that question, and I don't think it's overacting. It's the writing. It's just, it's not the actors. The actors are terrific actors, but, you know, sometimes the writing is sort of very melodramatic, let's say, right? Is that the word you use? Yeah. But it's like, are you kidding me? They loved me. I could cry on cue. I just (laughs) did a, a film with a friend, and the girl next to me, he says, well, can you guys cry in this scene? And so I just burst into tears, and she's like, how did you do that? (laughs) Nice. i think about something that oh yeah but you know i just it was like i i cried for and it seemed like i cried for the entire 10 months (laughs) buddy
1: well the 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 big thing i gotta ask now is and i know this from having a, a conversation with you uh Again, for for those that don't know, we were supposed to have Mr. Bell on. You were actually supposed to be my one hundredth episode.
0: Oh wow, I'm so sorry I screwed that up, didn't I? Oh,
1: oh it's alright. It's alright. It's no big deal at all. But the the thing is is that you were originally slated to be my one hundredth episode and, and unfortunately she couldn't join us. Uh she had uh she had time to spend with her grandchild. So I the basically leading to the question here is I know you have family and and you know uh and all now what do you do with yourself beyond that are you are you still within film and acting I the 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 film and credits and all that I've looked up uh don't go beyond uh twenty seventeen well
0: you gotta no 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 you have to go to IMDb
1: I usually do go to IMDb but uh. This, yeah. this. No, no,
0: no, I have some current stuff, and I have one that's still sort of, uh, one just came out, one just, but um, not as much, you know, it's not, it's very difficult coming back, right, people that stayed in, they work over them, but I've had, I mean, I've told this story too, it's so funny, when I first came back, the business has changed so much, right, so you can submit yourself, I mean, I've had a few agents, and, um, I mean, I have an agent, um, but anyway, so, I. but in the beginning, I'm submitting myself, and I submit myself for this, well, I'm like, oh, I'm so perfect for this role. And I hear back right away, are you available? And I'm like, yes, I'm available to read. And he goes, read, I know who you are. Can I send you the script? Well, that was Dave Dakota and We did five or six talking animal movies together. Okay. Or, and one horror. One horror? Two horror. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't, where was I going with that? I think I lost my train of thought. So the question was uh, about, so I have done some recent stuff, yet. But you know, I don't have anything really slated now.
1: Okay, no, no, no It was uh, it, it, that was that was part of the question was uh, is there anything you're currently working on, and was there any plans of, of future things, maybe going back to the theater?
0: Um, gee, you know what? Not now. It's like I'm just sort of stuck in a, you know, enjoying my grandkids, and I'm sort of working. Also, a little bit with an environmental nonprofit, which is something that I care about a lot. Oh. Um, yeah. So yeah. So you know, uh, not really. I mean, I do could see myself. I would love to go do a little theater. Actually, a friend of mine who's done some theater. I don't know. Just I just feel like I'm taking a little break right now. Just and and I don't know why, but I I am. And then. I'll uh, put myself back out there at some point, and in what capacity? I'm not sure whether I'll do a little stage, or i I mean, I have uh, some friends. A friend of uh, mine, um, oh my gosh, you you can't tell a story when then you're going to tell the, say the person's name, and then you can't think of it. Well, anyway, a friend of mine is did uh, wrote Drugstore Cowboy, and he's still writing. We're both sci-fi. Uh, you know, berserk for sci-fi. So, um, I told him, asked him if he'd seen Paul. He's like, no, say, dude, you have to see Paul. It's fabulous. But anyway, so we're talking about doing a project together at some point. Oh, nice.
1: And, uh, you said, with being, with with being a sci-fi fan, of course, I've, I've got to ask, uh, have you seen the new Star Wars film, the Rise of Skywalker?
0: Yes. Yes. And it was so much better than the previous. Okay, but it's still, you know, it, I guess I'm, I don't mind that it has, the, you know, the little Disney stuff going on now. Right. Uh, you know, with it, uh, my my son number four hated it. He's like, oh, it's trash. But, I, you know, I don't, I'm not so critical of things. I'm a Marvel, probably because I have four boys, but I'm a Marvel maniac too. And it's like, <laughs> You know, people can say, "Oh, the best was this. Oh, that was terrible." It is, but the thing for me is that if I kind of enjoyed watching, I'm not gonna. I'm not that critical. I mean, I know it's not, you know, some fabulous film like the ones that have been. You know, it isn't. However, some Marvel has been, but but the previous one was pretty bad.
2: Well,
1: I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the previous one either. I, I'll admit that uh, this one yeah. took a couple viewings to grow on me. And I think it's because I was saying goodbye to the galaxy that I that I just grew up with my whole entire life. I mean, I'm as old as the franchise. You know, so <laughs> I I was five months old yeah, well, when the first film released. And, and I've been in the theater, my butt in the theater opening night for every movie since. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah, is it crazy? I went to the first, I, the opening at the Cinerama Dome. They had a 10 o'clock show or, or 10 a.m. show. And I'm there by myself.
2: Nice. Opening
0: day, ten a.m. Yeah, for the very first. Yeah, no, I. It's definitely, and I. I love John Williams, right? So I recently went to the. That's was this. Yeah, this summer, this past summer, I went to the um, um. To see John Williams and at the bowl, and everybody had their lightsabers, and but he has so so much other great music. It's like, what? What? We're not going to get to Jurassic Park, or, you know the. The BFG, but whatever. No, Star Wars. I mean, it's just a, There's a huge fan base for the music, for the you know, the story, for the actors, everything.
1: Well, John John Williams is definitely a gift to the world, but obviously, obviously, Disney and Lucasfilm intend to make Star Wars till the cash cow runs out. Yeah, I mean the the, the Oh the, yeah,
0: but wait a minute. You know what that they say? Oh, I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah, have you seen The Mandalorian? I love that.
1: Oh yes, I have, and that that's kind of it's it's almost kind of going where I was gonna go with my next question with you being a sci fi fan and a Star Wars fan uh and with Disney n- pretty much never stopping on Star Wars. you see yourself when you come out of your break uh maybe trying out for season two of the Mandalorian or maybe an upcoming uh movie
0: Well, the problem is is that once again, I have no control over that right I mean you know as an actor for the most part, I mean, you have an agent and, you know, they submit for things. And if you look like the character they're looking for, however, you know, and then you audition with, you know, 800 other people, possibly, (laughs) depending. And then, you know, you can't be bothered by it because it's like sometimes they have an idea of what they want. And if you are that idea, then you get the part. Unless, of course, once in a while, you're just so amazing that you chase their idea. So right. you know, I mean, we've heard of that happening, right? So, <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I don't always. Know. I mean, I... I
0: would kill. Are you kidding? But I, I'm going to get to do a sci-fi one, hopefully, anyway, with my friend.
1: That's true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Well one of the one of the final things I definitely want to ask about, and it, I, this wasn't originally in my itinerary, but you did bring it up, so I've got to ask. Uh, and actually it's gonna be a two-part question part number one will be uh, a very simple part is that your 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 environmental nonprofit Uh, if there's any information that you have that you would like shared please make sure you text it or email it to me so that way I make sure it's in the description in this video down and and all down below for people to be able to to you know help the cause or get information on the cause in any way shape or form. I, I would love to promote that for you, but I definitely want to ask about the environmental nonprofit. Tell me a little bit about what you guys do.
0: Well, it's it's basically the the nonprofit is called Global Possibilities, and the woman and the website which I helped build actually uh, is globalpossibilities.org. And it's really it came out of knowing the um, the woman who started the whole thing, um, she actually started the Oceans campaign with her ex-husband that became Oceana. I'm talking about Casey Danton, Ken Danton's ex. Okay. And then she, uh, you know, was an environmental designer and knew that the climate change, the problem, one of the huge things about climate change was the built environment. So she made an environmental film, which was in the editing room when An Inconvenient Truth came out. So it didn't... Do you know it ended up sort of going to schools and not having? So we're actually right now, um, redoing it at the the editing and updating some of the footage and to get it out there. And she may end up putting it out for free, but the film will be called Global possibilities All
2: right.
0: And uh, yeah.
1: I'm typing so that down now. Yeah. P. O. I T I E S dot org, you global said correct?
0: Possibilities dot yeah.
1: O R G. And it's all one word. No uh no no spaces or underscore or anything between global and possibilities.
0: No. no okay. No, no. One, yeah. Well that's the that's the website, global dot org, and then the film will be global possibilities. No, right. um hold on. No no no, hold on, hold on, hold on. The film has a different title, and oh okay. I don't know if the title is going to change, but the original title was "Who's Got the Power."
1: What was it? I'm sorry, you kind of broke up a little bit.
0: But I, I, and it may stay the same. Yeah, who's got the power?
1: Who's got the power? Okay.
0: Yeah, who's got the power?
1: Well, excellent. But
0: unfortunately right now, if you Google that, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, guys, and it... basically, when we met Casey and I, she said you know, hey, I've got, you know, we should do something together. And I said, well, you know, um, what should we do? Because she said my nonprofit's kind of been on the shelf for the past 10 years. And I, and I said, well, we can, what we can do is, is do a website and educate the, the public about, you know, environmental issues, political health, all sorts of stuff. So
1: there you go. Well, guys, if that's something that uh, definitely catches your interest, make sure you hit the description down below. Uh, audio audio podcast uh versions of the podcast just go to the description itself but youtube uh down below in the description will be a link to global uh global org. go ahead and click that and get all the information i want to make sure you guys do check that out give give them a couple hits and i don't know if there's a discussion area or anything but let them know that realm of the mist and and breaking the fourth wall uh sent you here let them know that we kind of helped give them a voice in some way shape or form (laughs) In some small way. All five of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I thank every one of you.
1: <laughs> uh, Christine, all five. This, is, this has been an absolute blast. And, and one thing I will say, as I always say to everybody, you are more than welcome to come back. I would love to hear from you again. Uh, definitely spend some oh, more time.
0: Oh, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. And then I would just do a little shout-out to my social media, which is all at Christine DeBell, right? It's, I'm on Facebook. My fan page is just Christine DeBell, and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Christine DeBell. Oh, and then, of course, my own website, ChristineDeBell.com, where you can actually order photos if you'd like. If you, well, there's a, you, know, you go to the shop and any film, you can get, or order a photo, all a right. signed photo from one.
1: Don't 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 tell me that. <laughs> I'm already I'm already pulling my credit card out. <laughs> like you said, that was christinedebel oh, correct?
0: Yep. All yep. right.
1: So, guys, if you want to autographed uh, eight by ten, or maybe I don't know, coffee mug, <laughs> go over to Christine. Yeah, uh, no, Chris no DeBelk.
0: coffee mug, no no mug. I
2: meant. Oh.
1: All right, guys. that's definitely uh go go hit up her, her fan pages on on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh of course guys here for breaking the fourth wall. Uh thank you for checking out this video. Like, share, comment, subscribe, check out all the other great podcasts of Rolling the Miss Entertainment. And of course our sister channel Sounds Dicey Gaming for all your tabletop Dungeons and Dragons and video game Let's Play needs. And, of course, if you're a person who prefers the audio version of the podcast, you can find Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Christine, again, thank you so much. This has been an honor, and I'm telling you right now, that little 8-year-old boy is jumping up and down in the living room right now. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Thank
0: you so much for having me on. It
1: was fun. It was an absolute blast. Thank you again.
2: And, guys, I will catch you on the next Breaking the Fourth Wall.